0: Welcome to You're Still Doing That, where we talk to everyday people about the childhood joys that have endured into adulthood. Today, we'll be talking to Chris Shover. Say hello, Chris. Hello, Matt. (laughs) Chris is a longtime computer enthusiast and current lead production specialist at Lenovo. Let's hear some stories. Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of You're Still Doing That, where everyday people talk about their childhood passions and tens of people might hear them uh i got mr chris schover sitting in front of me today we're going to be talking all things computers uh and just to give the listeners a little insight today chris where are we recording at you are here
1: at my kitchen table in sanford north carolina that's
0: right and i am sporting a wonderful women's acc tournament shirt today chris what are you wearing
1: i have a hawaiian shirt
0: Yes, Chris wore that Hawaiian shirt because I myself am a lover of Hawaiian shirts. And I almost put one on today, but this uh, t-shirt is my normal bumming around attire. So I got comfortable today. But Chris is the one dressed up. Thanks, uh, Chris. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, Chris and I have been friends for about a decade now. Uh, We met through a mutual friend and soon-to-be podcast guest, Mr. Bruce Bursey. Chris and I also trained for the 2018 Raleigh City of Oaks Marathon. If you have ever properly trained for a marathon, it's awful and wonderful. I don't recommend it, but I do highly recommend it at the same time. Chris, what are your thoughts on marathon training?
1: It was brutal but rewarding, and I met my fitness goal. I beat the Cone Guy. That's right. Come
0: in before the sweeper at the end. Yep. All right, Chris. So today we're talking all things computers in our youth. You work uh, at Lenovo, um, which in the RTP and from home as well, right? Yes. Yeah. We have a hybrid model. Thank you. COVID. Everybody's hybrid now. Uh, Chris, can you give a current do- job description uh, that you that you hold right now?
1: Sure. I work with Lenovo's Premier Warranty Support. So if you have a ThinkPad product with Lenovo Warranty, and should you have an issue, your issue would come to my team. I I worked on the phones and took inbound phone calls and was so good at it, they made me the trainer, and I have a co-trainer with me now that our team has grown so much that there's two of us doing this job. My previous work experience includes being a public school teacher, so now I'm doing both. I'm teaching people computers.
0: Right. Training people at Lenovo. And uh, what is your nickname at Lenovo?
1: Oh, yeah. My nickname is The Professor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I absolutely I love it. So if you are a premier support subscriber through Lenovo, if you call in and ask for the manager, you might just get Mr. Shover here. <laughs>
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. While well, I'm technically not the manager Everybody knows me on the staff because I've onboarded everybody right
0: all right let's start talking some computers Chris uh, what is your earliest memory of ever using a computer
1: well we started out with back in the eighties that that's that's how old I am back in the eighties we had electronic games even before computers were in everybody's house right. so we had Simon we had Merlin
0: oh, I had a Simon too uh, we had
1: a space invaders game that that came out after the Atari released the 2600. And speaking of Atari, we had the Atari home computer system.
0: Well, That's right. They did have an Atari home computer system. Could you do anything on that other than play Atari games? Oh, yeah.
1: It had a little word processor to it. Uh, there was a music composer program. There was, we even, you could even do um, basic programming.
0: Oh, right. I didn't even know that existed. Uh, I had a 4800 as a kid, and that was just we were just playing games on it. Uh, now my parents had they bought a computer in the 80s for their work, and that was basically just DOS and database mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, and that was about it. That's all it did. Um, all right, Chris, uh, when did when do you remember having your first? Computer with a keyboard and a screen and everything like that.
1: That would have been the Atari 800 XL home computer.
0: Oh, so that did have all of the whole the whole gig to it.
1: It it did. It It had a
0: screen, or could you hook it up to your TV? It was
1: hooked up to the TV.
0: (laughs) And we're not talking our flat screens today, kind of TVs, are we?
1: No, this was a hand me down that used to sit in the living room.
0: And was it one of those TVs that had a big giant wooden box in it?
1: it? It sat on a table. It wasn't a floor model.
0: Oh, gotcha. That's what I remember. Every TV that we, that my parents had, had a, well, it was more like a decoration piece. It was mm-hmm. so large. All right, Chris, how many computers do you think you currently have in your house?
1: Oh, in the house? I just did a rough count. There's probably a dozen.
0: Oh my goodness, a dozen. That's quite a lot.
1: A lot of them are, because I am a lead product specialist and I do do training, so a lot of them are Lenovo corporate computers that I have for oh, training purposes. That's
0: right, little perks of the jobs. All right, Chris, um what what kind of computer did you have? What was your first personal computer that you had? That was just yours. That
1: was just mine was a Bondwell laptop.
0: A Bondwell laptop. I've never even heard of the brand Bondwell.
1: Nope, nope. I don't think they did much other than that one that one kind of laptop. I spent an embarrassing amount of money on that device. It uh, specs-wise, it was a two eighty-six. I don't know how tech-savvy anybody is listening, but it was a two eighty-six. It had CGA graphics; it didn't even have full color oh, graphics. Oh, right. no,
0: yeah, I remember our first monitors were like it was like brown, and then you could be green and something else.
1: Yeah, yeah, this was a step up from monochrome, but it wasn't VGA as you know it today. Right.
0: Uh, what about your friends? Did all your friends have a computer?
1: My brother picked up a desktop computer after some time in the mid '90s, and it did far more stuff. and And Steve, if you ever hear the podcast, I, I'm still a little jealous that your computer was better than mine.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Uh, when you were a kid, uh, what did you think was the coolest thing about computers?
1: The coolest thing, I guess, just the versatility on you can do so much with them you just when you sat down at it you could go any direction if you needed to do business you could do business if you wanted to have fun you could have fun there's just
0: everything in one place yeah all of it together all right how old were you or when do you first remember doing dial-up
1: dial-up would have been probably the mid 90s early 90s yeah that's
0: when i started with it too uh how fast was your first modem in your computer
1: 2400
0: baud 2400 baud i remember buying a 144 i think it was did your did your laptop i had a desktop did your laptop make that same boom yep. jiggle sound yep did your laptops <laughs> do that too yep ours did too yeah. uh, uh, now did you buy were you able to buy New modems for your laptop, or did you get a laptop that had a faster modem in it? The,
1: um, the modem I had was an external one, and right. I got that new, so it made it made all the noises that we just right. talked about really loud because it was an external device.
0: Yeah, I used to. Um, I only had desktops when we were younger, but I got in high school. I got into building computers, and so I always had a good time going to the shows and then getting parts to go in there. I thought that was amazing, and I remember getting, I don't know if it was a 30-something other modem from the computer show, or 56, I can't remember the term, but I remember that it was faster than any of my friends had, and that delighted me to no end. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we we didn't tinker with the the machines like that. I know a lot of people did, and that was the standard back in the late to mid-90s, and even into the 2000s, where you would go to a computer show, or somebody you knew would build you a computer from all those parts.
0: Right. Now, uh, what was, when you did dial-up, what was your main use of dial-up?
1: I would remote into the Penn State University mainframe.
0: And what did you do at Penn State University mainframe?
1: We did programming. I did Fortran programming as a college student as part of the math degree.
0: Now, did you ever do the BBS stuff?
1: Yeah, we did a little bit of that, just message board stuff.
0: And so BBS, as does if I remember right, stands for Bulletin Board System, Bulletin right? Bulletin Board System, yeah. Yeah. So that was basically like uh, you could call in to somebody else's computer, and for me that was local, because we still had long distance <laughs> charges in those days. And so, and they had it would usually have games on their computer. You could log in, and we always played a game here in Sanford. I think it was called the Red Dragon, maybe. And so I remember when I got that fast modem, I could log in faster than my friends did. It would take them longer to connect, but I could get faster in that queue. So that was always fun.
1: Yeah, we, I only ever did messages on it. I don't know that there was a, a game per se on that message board. I don't recall that.
0: Yeah, we had a guy in Sanford that hosted that, and we thought it was just the neatest thing ever. And then one of my buddies went to state, and then, then, of course, There was a whole bunch of BBSs and sort of like a role-playing type of D&D stuff is what what Red Dragon was, but it was all abound when you got to state because then the internet was kind of trickling around. Sure. All right, man. Um, So uh, what was your favorite computer game as a kid? What do you remember you loved loved playing?
1: Oh, my. One of the favorites was F-15 Strike Eagle. On the Atari 800 XL, and Steve and I my brother we would do that where I would most of the time well we would even swap off and take turns fly in the plane one was would fly the plane, the other one would run the keyboard, load up the weapons systems, and right. so on like that so we we kind of played that together as a as a tag team nice I remember that one, and then there was another one called space. I forget what Space Cowboy or something. Space, it was a Space Cowboy. That wasn't its name, but it could, it should have been that. And uh, you piloted a, a spacecraft, and you had to uh, blow away aliens and jump through the galaxy, right. and earn points. And at the end, you would get a rank for how expeditious you completed the adventure.
0: And what uh, gaming system did you play that on? What was the Atari 800 XL. Man, I feel jipped now. I don't ever remember that existing. I just mm-hmm. thought we just had an Atari, right? And then that it was just you know with the cartridge and and you know Pac Man, Space Invaders, Donkey Kong, right? That kind yeah. of stuff. But uh, I didn't realize that was a whole thing.
1: Yeah, where where the eight hundred XL, I'm going to call it superior to to the console of either the Atari twenty six hundred or fifty two hundred. Is you you could get games on on cassette or you could get games on a floppy disk
0: right the floppy disk
1: so um for your listeners who had commodore 64s
0: Mm -hmm, i remember those
1: yeah or uh let's see here uh texas instruments had a home computer system as well yes they did i remember that one so the atari 800xl paralleled what you would have for a a commodore sixty four nice
0: all right um besides the at-home atari uh computer uh what other kind of computery electronic toys did you have growing up growing up
1: oh the those handheld devices simon merlin we even had a pac-man electronic game and it was shaped like the arcade but it was only
0: like eight inches tall nice so it was like a mini. mini, Yeah, I could have seen uh, like a lot of people being envious of that thing. My favorite computer game when I was little was I loved Dig Dug.
1: Yeah. I remember going in the I
0: ground, know. and then you would pump up whatever little monster was in the ground, and, yeah. they'd, and they'd explode. And you'd drop rocks. Run, drop rocks or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it was about that game, but I really loved Dig Dug. Oh, and Pizza Hut had Dig Dug, but it was like a table version. So you would sit down at the table and the screen was flat. So you would mm-hmm. look down and play. Yeah. Which I've seen that cool. as
1: Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man,
0: but I never saw a Dig Dug one. Our Pizza, Pizza Hut Man. had one of those too. I was I was always like internally raging as a kid. We'd go uh, to Pizza Hut to eat dinner and somebody would be on that game. And I'd wait and I'd wait. And then they'd finally seat us at a table and I never got a turn on. it. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. All right, Chris, Um, uh, about what age did you put together your first computer? You would either find a broken-up computer and you put it back to health or just built one from the ground up.
1: Oh, yeah. I w- yeah, so everybody had seemed to collect these computers from the mid-late 90s. And then, oh, my, about 2004, 2005, we're, we're here at the – moved from Pennsylvania to North Carolina with the, with the wife and family, and people would have their old computers out on the curb, so I would gather them up and just tinker with them, and I halfway thought I could almost make a business out of it, like a curbside computers type curbside thing, Computers, and we'd just cobble these things together. I'd have a couple systems around the house here, and we cobbled them together. In fact, we put together a pretty decent one from all the spare parts spray painted it green uh, gave it a nickname uh, 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 called it Frank and geek and
0: oh i love and it And i
1: gave it to my friend daishim so daishim if you hear this i just plugged your oh yeah your experience you'll have me. to
0: give me his contact man maybe he's got a picture of that thing all right so, well, what was it called again we
1: called it Frank and geek
0: <laughs> i love it uh, i love it Frank and Geek. awesome all right chris um So, uh, how often do you think you got to take apart computers now? Oh, I I take
1: apart computers on a, not quite daily, but weekly basis as part of being a product specialist at Lenovo.
0: I love it. Now, I know that Chris gets to uh, road trip sometimes some of the newest Lenovo products. And so that his people uh, know how to... uh, problem-solve, and diagnose issues on them yep. when customers call in, right? Absolutely. Uh, what do you think is one of the coolest products you've got to road test from Lenovo? Uh, uh,
1: right now, I'd, I'd still say that the X1 Fold 13-inch is, is about the I coolest. Got,
0: uh, I, it's sitting right in front, and I, I've used this before. I helped Chris uh, take some pictures and video for some training purposes a while back. But this little thing is pretty snazzy. Just think of an iPad that folds like a book, the screen and all, which I thought is amazing.
1: Yes, the folding screen is making its way into handheld, like, phones and whatnot. Yes, it is. But we have it on a 13-inch tablet. In fact, we we now have it as a 16-inch tablet. I'm trying not to make this into a Lenovo commercial. <laughs> Right, we are not sponsored
0: by, <laughs> by Lenovo in any way. There it is. I should, Wait, so if – so uh, I just – um. We're recording today on some new uh, technology uh, here on the podcast. As We're ever-expanding and growing all the time. And so uh, our recorder today has some pre-recorded sound effects. I can just tap a button and it goes. So if you hear a few things here and there, it's because I'm having a little fun. All right, Chris. So um, working at Lenovo, uh, what is... uh, the coolest kind of computery geekish thing you've got to either be a part of or see or or witness working in the computer industry. Wow, um, and I think probably just the growth of
1: technology. You know, it's just so changing. And even from the '80s to the '90s, we thought, oh wow, look how fast it's grown. Look how fast it's changing. We made these innovations, and just the innovations in general, not just from Lenovo, but from all the OEMs out there. That right, that we're we're building faster processors, we're building smaller processors, we're building energy efficient processors, and all the other peripherals that are going along with it.
0: Right, I always think that first computer that I built, I had, um, I think it had two megs of storage for the hard drive. Right, only held like two megs, which uh, now a meg today is a speck of dust, man. It's nothing. All right, Chris. Uh, tell us, the listeners, what kind of computers do you build now? Oh my! Well, actually, being a product specialist at Lenovo,
1: I don't necessarily build too many computers. I'm more likely to fix one because that's just the nature of my job. Or else I'll just buy one off the shelf already made. Right. And I th- and I think that's where a lot of people are headed is that the PC market is so competitive that a lot of my a lot of my coworkers are from that mindset of oh i build my computers right and or i'm looking for these particular specifications and but they but you'll pay a premium if you're going to buy all your parts a la carte from different places and assemble them all together right.
0: it's just like if you built your own car if you paid for all those parts individually you'd have a $200,000 car, or you can buy a $20,000 Corolla. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Mm. You're, so, buying
1: buying all the new parts to assemble, sure, you have if they, but everybody tells me, oh, well, that's the rewarding experience is I built I built this myself, and it's to my specifications with my particular components. I wanted this brand of this and that brand of that, and right. I, and I wanted this synergy or that synergy with it. But I would believe that for the vast, vast majority of everybody that's going to listen to this, you'll go with an off-the-shelf computer before you go to a – because the computer shows, like you know from your youth, don't really exist anymore.
0: Right. I haven't been to one in forever. All right, Chris. All right. I'm going to test your computer lingo. Oh, no. And see uh, how well – everybody knows (laughs) the computer industry has all kinds of little acronyms for all kinds of weird things. We use them all day to day in our language, but do we actually know what those terms mean? All right, Chris, you ready? I got. Let's do it. I don't know, maybe about fifteen acronyms. Let's see how you know. Uh, what is ASCII?
1: Oh my, it's it's the codes for the numbers assigned to letters and symbols on the keyboard. You got it, sir. Yeah. And Mascis. I don't remember the the word letters to the acronym.
0: American Standard Code for Information Interchange. All right, Chris, let's do an easy one. What is BIOS? Basic Input Output System. Yeah. What is a byte?
1: Byte is the smallest unit of data.
0: Data. You got it, sir. Two gold stars. What does CPU stand for?
1: Central Processing Unit.
0: Right, that's the brain. All right, this one I did, not I say almost a verguet at, at work, but I never thought about what it stood for. What is a PDF?
1: Portable Data Format.
0: Portable Document Format. I would count it. Jeopardy would probably say no, but I give you yes. All right. Uh, what is RAM?
1: Random Access Memory.
0: Random Access Memory. That's your short-term memory, by the way, folks, which mine is going down the drain. Yeah. Uh, RDMA.
1: Random direct. Uh, no, I was thinking it was, had to do with a RAM stick. Uh,
0: remote direct memory access. I don't know the difference what between that and RAM. It's I know they're similar, but I don't know what. Uh, this one I learned because you helped me put a new one of these in. Uh, what is a Stata or Stata?
1: You mean SATA the serial? Oh, my.
0: <laughs> I'm giving him a thumbs up if you can remember the name. <laughs>
1: it's, it's the protocol used to transmit the data from the board to the drive.
0: Yeah, Serial Advanced Technology Attachment. That's crazy. What does VGA stand for?
1: Video Graphics Array.
0: Yay. HTML.
1: Hypertext Markup Language. <sighs> That's
0: crazy. I don't even know. What does markup have to do with that? Uh, HTTP
1: hypertext transfer protocol mm-hmm. URL universal remote no no universal resource language
0: uniform resource
1: locator
0: uh, look Re- up <laughs> almost said a really bad word uniform resource locator. locator. Yeah, that's our web addresses USB
1: universal serial bus.
0: Uh, now here are some that I thought would stump you because I had no clue what they were. um. So uh, this term, it looks like when you would read it in a document, W-Y-S-I-W-Y-G, pronounced a whiz gig.
1: Yeah, WYSIWYG. what you see is what you get.
0: Yes, I never heard that before. I, I never heard a whiz gig.
1: Yeah, um, whizzywig um, really ties into your podcast because – Back in the oldest days, you mentioned DOS, and when you typed documents into your computer, they didn't all the time look like how they were going to print out. Correct. You you had to know kind of, okay, well, this is how this text is going to look when it finally hits the printer. And then word processors evolved to show you on the screen more like what it's going to look like on the printer. In the earliest innovations of word processing – that was one of their key bullet points in their marketing was, this is a WYSIWYG word processor. It's going to be what you see is what you get on the display. So
0: in the early days, they didn't have a way of showing you what you see is what you get.
1: Right. It would just be rows of text. Right. You would, On the screen, there might be like a, a bold P-looking character to be the paragraph indentation. Yes,
0: it would print all the commands too. Right. Yes. All right, WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. I love it. All right. All right, Chris, so um, closing out the podcast, sir, um, I usually do some rapid-fire questions with each person. These don't technically have anything to do with computers, but it's neat to see what people say. All right, Chris, um, besides your wonderful family, what is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen?
1: Oh, my. I would say the virgin hemlock forest in – western perry county it's it's a forest where these trees and this plot of land has never been logged it's literally in its virgin untouched state and these trees are just so huge and magnificent
0: i love it i similar when i saw the uh sequoia redwoods yeah out in california i'd imagine a similar feeling of just kind of awe about something so old and beautiful it's been around for so long definitely all right chris what's your favorite smell
1: Favorite smell? New car smell.
0: New, ooh, we all love a new car smell, don't we? Let's, we're going to give them a round of applause. Yeah, <laughs> we have a studio audience today. Yes. All right. Uh, Chris, what is your favorite sandwich?
1: Favorite sandwich? Anything Italian sub.
0: Ooh, I love Italian subs too. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite drink? Any kind of drink? Uh, coffee. What makes you happy every single time it happens?
1: Um,. It's it's silly, but at the office, everybody calls me Professor. Oh. And, it, and it is a giggle every oh, I time. I can see that. It is, our office isn't one of these offices where everybody has a nickname. Almost nobody has a nickname. I wound up with this nickname Professor. And, in fact, two different employees independently started calling me Professor. And anybody who had heard it, it just caught on. Oh, I love it. So it was just it's just organic to me.
0: well I think everybody loves a, a positive nickname that shows admiration and respect. Chris, if you could uh send your kid self an email with one little nugget of information, what would you email to your kid self?
1: Uh, probably don't be a teacher, go right into i t. <laughs> go right into <laughs> i
0: t. yep, go right for the paycheck uh yeah i've uh talked to another teacher and they said oh yeah i would have i would have done this instead you know
1: i did feel called to be a teacher and i don't begrudge anything i did as a teacher but um just being being and in it just so much the work is, is just such a better fit for me
0: right well you got to find i was just talking to a guy today at lowe's hardware today and he was like you got to. Get up every morning and go do something that you love to do. Yeah, He says, if you don't love to do it, then uh, yeah, get I'd up and do go it. do something else. I
1: loved being a teacher. I was called to be a teacher, and I was also called to leave teaching.
0: Exactly. You also got to read the signs, too. Don't stick around yeah. longer than you need to somewhere. All right, sir. Um, so I'm going to close out every podcast by asking uh, my guest if you could nominate somebody to be on the cast to talk about something they did as a kid, that they're still doing now. Do you have a possible nomination, sir?
1: Finally, an easy question.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I only, and none of these were hard except for what is FKR?
1: I'm going to nominate my beautiful wife, Sandy Shover.
0: Oh right, yeah, Sandy Shover. Is, oh, she's uh, what crafty. She, does. she is very. She's crafty. Yes.
1: She, she, she dabbles in art, she dabbles in painting, she dabble, she's um, hardcore into sewing, she constructs her own clothes. In fact, she constructed the shirt that I'm wearing.
0: I, I'm, I've been jealous that every Hawaiian shirt you've worn that she didn't make a duplicate for me.
1: She does quilting, she does scrapbooking, photography, anything and everything art and craftiness
0: we will definitely have to schedule a time here on the podcast all right chris uh thank you for stopping by we enjoyed you being on the show round of applause for mr Shover, everyone
1: and kudos to you matt for putting this
0: together oh that was dude. it is my pleasure man i have a blast talking to folks and learning about new stuff if you remember if you guys want to meet mr Shover. uh in real life, remember, just call in the Premier, premier Support at Lenovo, <laughs> pitch a fit, and ask for the manager and say, who trained this sucker that I'm talking to right now? And you'll go right to Mr. Shover. Remember, folks, find what makes you happy and do it. There's a lot of life out there to live. Take time to enjoy it and have a week. See you guys later.